I really want to celebrate family caregivers of older adults with a party, specifically to celebrate caregiverhood. Welcome to Season of Caring Podcast, where there's hope for living, loving, and caring with no regrets. This is Raina Nysis, your host, and today I have special guest, Jen Chan. Jen is the CEO and founder of Senior Shower Project, a startup gift shop with a mission to celebrate family caregivers of older adults with a party. She sells caregiver greeting cards, creates senior shower party kits, curates caregiver gift boxes, and hosts virtual caregiver dance parties. Inspired by caregiving for her grandma, Jen dedicates her career to elevate the family caregiver role with fun, love, and positivity. She believes caregiving is a lifestyle and becoming a senior caregiver is a life milestone worth celebrating. As a certified senior advisor and certified caregiving consultant, Jen also facilitates support groups for LGBTQ plus seniors, dementia caregivers, and young caregivers. In her free time, Jen enjoys dancing, snorkeling, and high-altitude trekking. Hey, Jen, it's so good to have you here today. Hi, Irena. Thanks for having me on here. So let's start off by just having you share a little bit about your grandma and your caregiving experience. I love my grandma. Grandma raised me. So in turn, you know, I took care of her. My brother and I lived in the same house as grandma. So we both took care of grandma. She had diabetes and then eventually she needed to use a walker. It was difficult for her to walk. And then and she was in a wheelchair. So with caregiving comes with transferring. And then she also became incontinent. So, you know, we had our fair share of diaper duties. Being in the same household, my brother and I were kind of sharing the tasks. You know, I got one weekend, he got the other weekend. And it was a whole 10 years, just about 10 years taking care of our grandma. We started in our mid-20s. Wow. So I'd like to say that with uh, my caregiving experience, it really started off in my formative years. You know, my, my young adulthood, really happy to do it. Again, family really, family values, really important in my life and in my family life. So it was, it was an honor to really take care of grandma till her very end. She made it to 98. I'd say wow. it, it, was a, it was a really wonderful experience. And that really, again, I say formative when I talk about caregiving, because I'm still really deep into caregiving roles right now with what I will be sharing with you yeah. today. Just once, once I feel like once you become a caregiver, like that really stays with you, you know, just developing the passion for it and figure out how you can help other caregivers that may be in the same boat and whatever journey they're on right now. So that's how that's really, really short version yeah, <laughs> of the 10 years. But, you know, just a, a lot just highlighting that grandma was really pivotal. She she was a true matriarch and she taught us what it was like to be the glue of the family. And I really found that with caregiving and, and returning the care for an older adult, that is kind of the glue too. you want to show them that you're there, you're by their side till the very end if you're able to. I love that because not only did you step into that and really meet those needs that she couldn't meet for herself, but your brother did as well. And that was a team effort. And so many times that can be a struggle to have others step in with you and to feel like you have the full family support. So that's such an important thing. And I agree. I think those of us that are caregivers, we have a heart for it. And I think because we have that heart for it, we also have the eyes to see. Mm -hmm. And it is really interesting how quickly we see the needs, even once we're out of our caregiving season, that other people don't quite notice. Yeah, you can. I think once you're a caregiver, you can spot other caregivers quite quickly. Yes, you can. <laughs> and I do just want to give a little bit of credit. I know I mentioned my brother and I, but 
we had a big family unit. So I always give credit in terms of the care team, our cousins, aunties and uncles, they all contributed. So we were fortunate that everybody lived and within kind of the same area code and each person could pitch in in their own way. So right. I want to say it takes a village and it, we had a village and it was very nice. Very grateful for that. So from that season of time, we talk self-care a lot. And I think <laughs> caregivers get tired of hearing about it, but we know how important it is. And so what was one of your favorite self-care things that you did? Yeah, self-care. So there's so many to choose from, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. I would say my favorite self-care was hiking. Yes, hiking really allowed me to take time for myself. And the reason why is because I actually, I think, I think, Folks today call it digital detox. It's when you unplug from all electronics. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I did when I went hiking. I wasn't listening to anything except for the birds or if I was by the coast. Since I'm in California, you know, listening to the ocean waves and just really clearing out my thoughts and um, breathing the fresh air. Hiking really allowed me to exercise, get out. And then a part of it was very, I guess you can say, Hiking for me was really parallel to just caregiving in some way. We should really be focused on our well-being. But I really saw the parallels because when it came to hiking, especially backpacking, it was truly thinking about everything that you needed to have a a successful hike. Like make sure you pack your snacks, make sure you have your emergency kit, and then make sure you tell people where you are. Communication, right? You had your preparation, you had your safety kit. A lot of times, even on these hikes, I feel like I'm spending time to myself, but I'm learning how to take care of myself and that parallel to taking care of grandma. Do I have my communication set with the care team? Do I have my safety kit? Do I have my just-in-case emergency protocol? They paralleled, but at the same time, when I got to hike on my own, I really got to uh, you know, fill, fill, fill my cup. You know, I got to exercise. I got to check in with my physical well-being, emotional well-being, and really just clear my head because with caregiving, it's a lot of noise. And sometimes <laughs> it's a lot of noise because there's a lot of things to do. There's a lot, again, lots of communication. But when, when hiking, you can clear all that out, especially if you unplug from your electronic devices. Such a good point. I find myself just even being able to get out and take a short walk can make such a big difference if you don't feel like you have time to really get away but I think those times of really getting away help you to clear your head. The walk will help some, but not near as much as it sounds like that hike did for you. Mm-hmm. So important. Self-care, it's a tough one, but we've got to figure out how to take care of ourselves. It's just, it's at the top of the list of things to do for sure. Yeah. And I think of self-care, you know, I briefly mentioned, like, it's not, it, it's, it can be holistic. It doesn't have to be an item or like a habit. I think of it as, a combination of, okay, I'm checking in with myself emotionally, physically, mentally. And sometimes I even talk about spiritually, because that could also be tuning in with yourself. And are you following your own spiritual path? Or are you hitting your own fitness goals? Whatever it is, whatever that day is, I feel like self-care changes every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever that day is, that present moment, and you tune in on those different levels, it can either be one of those self-care categories or it could be a combination of all of that for whatever your well-being needs for that moment, for that day. I think, too, it's something that needs to be done so frequently, that check-in. How am I? What do I need? What can I do about what I need? Because sometimes <laughs> we, we don't even know what we need unless we stop and check in. So that's a really important point. Thanks, Jen. 
tell us a little bit about what does your caregiver identity mean to you? <laughs> okay, well, we were talking about seasons, right? We're talking about seasons here, right, Raina? So, I mean, caregiver identity has evolved. I want to I let you know it's an evolution through the journey. And I can say right now, as my identity, I'm a former caregiver. You know, grandma made it to 98. She passed away in 2015. I'm sitting here as a former caregiver. But when I was caregiving, the identity piece was huge. I didn't know the term caregiver. <laughs> I had no idea that there was this caregiver term, maybe till like year five out of the whole 10 year experience. I was simply thinking I'm a granddaughter taking care of my grandma. And I'm sure you've heard that a lot through the caregiver community. I'm just a spouse taking care of my partner. I'm just the daughter taking care of the father, whoever it may be. But that that role of caregiver, I found that as soon as I learned about that caregiver term, that opened a whole door. I mean, the power of the caregiver identity, embracing the caregiver uh, term, embracing that this is the caregiving role as a key word in this digital age, you're able to find a whole bunch of resources. Care you got caregiver workshops, caregiver support groups, caregiver books. <laughs> caregiver conferences, just caregiver cafes. There's so many things that are, are caregiver podcasts. And so, so many things that are attached to caregivers now that, that knowing that you're on this path to take care of somebody, if you're going through a difficult time, hitting through a challenge, you're going to find a resource. Somebody has gone down that journey and you're going to find something. So for me, I felt like I wasn't alone. I mean, I, I was with my care team, with my family, and that was the family unit. But by embracing the caregiver role and the identity, it gave me such a bigger world. There's so much more out there. And that allowed me to start talking about caregiving. And then allowed me to start building my own community outside of just my family. So it was like a caregiver identity. And I was able to connect with other folks. So for me, the identity was huge, knowing that I wasn't alone and that there's a lot more people I can connect with. And even after caregiving, I can continue embracing this post-caregiving identity because I, I'm now a storyteller. I can talk about caregiving. I can be sharing my story on podcasts like yours and also meet other people who can share their story for the people who are like me when I, I would say like just started. I love that too, because I agree that most of us don't realize that we are caregiving. I often say when you don't take on the identity, you don't realize how important you are or how important caring for yourself while caring for them is. We started out talking about that self-care thing, and I think the average person doesn't realize that self-care is even on the radar. If you're trying to do this caregiving thing without it on the radar, you're in trouble. So we need to put it on the radar. We need to know <laughs> that we are caregivers and that there's a lot of things involved in that. There's a lot of stress that we aren't really realizing. And then there's a lot of support. So I love that point that there are so many things out here to support those of us that are caring for a loved one. We just need to find it and we need to embrace it. And using that word helps us to do that. Such a good Absolutely point. agree. It's funny because that caregiving word is one that I find a lot of people avoid. <laughs> Family caregivers, especially just kind of, the, oh, I'm not, I'm not caregiving. So I agree with that so much. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the Senior Shower Project and why does it matter? I'm happy to share the Senior Shower Project. 
it's my startup. <laughs> it's a company that I started. Let's let's call it a startup gift shop because the senior shower project itself is where I really want to celebrate family caregivers of older adults with a party, specifically to celebrate caregiverhood. So when I say it's a startup gift shop, it's because I'm designing party decorations and materials to bring this senior shower, the party, to life. I really want to celebrate when a person in the family becomes a, a family caregiver. I really think of it as a rite of passage for somebody to become a caregiver. There's a lot of parties out there. Think about it. There's bridal showers, there's baby showers, and they all celebrate pivotal moments in life. It's like they're celebrating specific life milestones. And when I thought about the senior shower project, I said, okay, well, you know, there's parties for, say, like, you know, entering into uh, parenthood, like a baby shower. There, you know, that's for the beginning of life. I think there should be a party for those taking care of those in the later stages of life. That's a huge life milestone, life transition. Let's just flip it and call it a senior shower. I think people who take care of seniors and older adults has a completely different journey ahead. And what they can use is... um just uh, family and friends to get together in the beginning and to celebrate them, support them at the very beginning of the journey as they embark on the wild, wild world <laughs> of caregiving. So with the with the project, I believe it matters because I feel like going back to the caregiver identity, right? Going back to self-care. I think that with a pivotal moment, like becoming a caregiver, that will be an event that a family person identify and embrace the caregiver role, not just for themselves, but for their community. Think about it. If all their family and friends are there, they recognize that they're about to become a caregiver. So they also see them as a caregiver. And then the support can happen in a, I would say in a very proactive way, like in the very beginning versus when it gets a little bit more intense to crisis mode. I, I like to plan, you know, going back to hiking and parallels, prepare, get your kit going. You're heading out on the trail. Make sure you have everything. I want the Senior Shower Project to bring this party called the Senior Shower to life so that caregivers of seniors can have the people there to prepare them. They get the celebration. It's all positive, but they have their people to support them at the very beginning of the journey in a fun, light, positive way. And hopefully for the people who are at the party, they can give them self-care advice and all the other gifts and all the other tools that they could use. So for a new caregiver, they could be set up for success, at least at the very beginning, and then find out what happens. And ultimately, I also think caregivers deserve a party. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of work. So who doesn't who doesn't like a party? There's a lot of theme parties out there. And with the Senior Shower Project, my theme happens to be caregiving for older adults. And let's talk about it. That was so cool. I know my season started with just that need. My aunt had been living at my dad's house and he had cancer and went through surgery and then developed MRSA. And all of those things really sent his ability to be independent in those daily living activities downhill. like really fast. And it just maxed her out and her ability to handle it. The needs just became huge. And she's like, I can't do this anymore, which left my sister and I in a place of, okay, now what? But as we explored options and made the decision for us to keep him at home and bring all those caregivers around him to support him in his home versus any of the other options, I was one of them, but I was driving 220 miles one way to take care of him. And that was a significant 
change in my life. I was spending three days a week away from my family and, and taking care of him. But just thinking of that as being something to have a party, that was that would be so cool. I mean, I never even thought about it that way. And it also, it's something that makes you, like you said, it's a milestone. It's a moment in time. I look at that and go, I know four years earlier when he said, girls, I want to be at home as long as possible. That was a milestone for me to make that decision to be the one who drove and to keep him at home. So I can just see where that party, that moment is a loud, proud moment of saying, things are changing and I'm going to do what it takes to support my dad until I walk him all the way home. No. Yeah. And Raina, thanks for sharing that. I mean, just the fact that you fulfilled your dad's wish. That's amazing. And that's that's what caregivers do. You hear that? You're like, okay, this is I'm going to do everything I can to deliver that to their loved ones. And I, I mean, and also 220 miles one way, that's a lot. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking, you know, if you knew you were going to start driving this, right? Like if your, your, if your network knew you were going to be driving 220 miles, maybe some of the gifts they can give you could be audiobooks, right? Hey, or suggest podcasts, or it, it can even be self-care podcasts, caregiver, whatever. Like here's a good story to take your mind off caregiving while you're driving because you're going to be caregiving for however many hours. And then on your way back, maybe here's something lighthearted, something else to listen to. Or maybe it could be gifts that make your drive more comfortable, whatever that is. But because your community, knowing that you will be making this drive and doing this work, it could be possible for you to say, hey, you know, got any advice for what to do on the road for 220 miles? Yeah. But it's the conversation. And so that could happen at the beginning versus say six months down and you said, I've been driving every day for this many miles for six months. That's taking a toll on my body. Please help me. Um, how can I uh, alleviate the, just the physical um, ailments of driving so much? And I, I feel like if your network knew and you told them that's what they're going to do, then it could be possible they can help not just you looking for resources. They can bring resources to you, which then creates the care team. Mom. So cool. I just, I love that idea because I think for so many different levels, like you said, the support that it brings, but also just, I'm going into a new phase. I'm going to need you to understand as my friend that I'm not around, but that doesn't mean that I'm not around, you know? <laughs> well, that's true. I, I agree with that. And so you just touched a really good point of friends kind of like not, not, you know, now that they know, I feel, I mean, you, know, you tell me if it was your experience, but sometimes when I started talking about caregiving, my peers sometimes did not know what to say, did not know how to continue on with the conversation. But I feel like if you included them on this life milestone celebration, like, hey, this conversation is open. Like I've yeah. opened the door for you. Come to the celebration. This topic is on the table please connect with me. I feel like there's power to that. And, and so few words, just even by an invite. I love that because I can see that season. I was really intentional to say, hey, let's get it on the calendar. Let's do lunch when I am in town because I stayed three days a week with my dad. And so, you know, half the week was gone. So the flexibility wasn't what it used to be. The three days a week that I was home, I had kids and a husband and all those things that needed to be taken care of too. So it had to become, instead of just, are you open? It was like, let's get it on the calendar in order mm -hmm. to really make sure that I didn't lose those relationships. But I love, again, the celebration with me. I mean, I think that would have been amazing to be able to be intentional, which is a big thing I talk about from the very beginning to say, hey, things are changing. 
Mm-hmm. And I want you to be a part of this celebration. I want you to know that your support's still important. What our relationship looks like is changing, but it doesn't mean that we we don't have the relationship or that the relationship's not important. That's true. I really like your intentions uh, setting and also the inclusion, the inclusion. Yeah. Piece. That's so cool. So tell my listeners how they can find out more about throwing their own party and the resources <laughs> that you have and just all the great things that you're doing. Yeah. So I mentioned it's a startup gift shop. I am in the midst of uh, creating all my party decorations. So for now, I would say follow me just on my socials at Senior Shower Project. And you can check out my web- website, Senior Shower Project. I'm constantly rolling out new products. I currently have caregiver greeting cards and some fun party napkins. <laughs> so stay tuned to see what other products are rolling out for me to bring this party to life. But hey, if you want to have a party now, have your yeah. party now. Don't wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait for me. The, the concepts out there, I just, you know, I just want to be able to design some fun, fun party materials that say and just shout caregiving, caregiving celebration. I want to recognize all the caregivers that are out there. I want to also invite you to check out her on the social so you can learn more about her virtual caregiver dance party. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that one, too. (laughs) When I'm not designing products, I decided that I was that I wanted to throw a virtual caregiver dance party. This was in light of uh, the pandemic, COVID. And I knew that obviously our, our taking care of their loved ones, they're not going to be going out to outdoor events. It's too risky. So caregivers should still have some fun. So with Zoom and with all the digital capabilities, I'm throwing seasonal caregiver dance parties. So in, so I can bring the caregiver to you. You don't need to go out into the world. Uh, and last year, I did it every month because I felt like, you know, I, I had a date. Hey, caregivers, put it on. You, like you said, put it on the calendar. Yep. But, you know, make if this is your social event, dance with other caregivers online, then that's the thing. So that was last year. And then this year, I'm going to be doing a seasonal virtual caregiver dance parties just because I'm busy designing party products for all of you. Everything I do is for you, caregivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely check out Jen on her socials and keep in touch as her line is growing. Thanks so much for being here today and just challenging us with some new ideas. I'm excited. Oh, Raina, thank you for having me on here. And thank you listeners for joining us today. Just a reminder, a Season of Caring podcast is created for the encouragement of family caregivers. If you have financial, legal, or medical questions, be sure to consult your local professionals and take heart in your Season of Caring.